All right, you ready for an intro? Got a PBR this time. Going went cheap for WrestleMania. Ladies and gentlemen, you are about to witness the world's number one wrestling podcast. Let me pod to you. Yeah. Welcome to Let Me Pod to You. I'm Jacob. You can block me on Twitter at We Hate Jacob. I'm here with my co-host Dimitri. You can find him on Twitter at Just Dimitri underscore Dimitri. How are you, dude? I'm a little bit uh, I'm a little bit uneasy with the recent events, but I guess I'm okay. How about yourself? I think that's very understandable after uh, the antics of Raw after Mania. But this is a Tuesday after Mania, and we're not watching NXT, and we're here recording. Um, this week, we're going to break down WrestleMania 39 and the Raw after Mania to see where WWE is going next. Our format is headlines, stocks rising, and stocks falling. Um, these are going to be specific wrestlers, storylines, you know, whatever to kick off the conversation. Dimitri, what is your headline coming out of WrestleMania? I got to say it. I can finally use this segment. Legitly, I think Dom has reached his pivotal status of top of the mid. He is totally top of the mid material. His entrance screamed top of the mid. I I loved the whole coming out in the police van in cuffs. Uh, All of it was badass as hell. And it's like got this weird mix of like being funny, but also being like badass at the same time. Because nobody takes Dom seriously, but also, like, it was a pretty sick entrance. And, uh, you know what? I'm all for Dom, man. How do you feel about Dom? I mean, you can't fault him for yeah. doing this. Like, having the whole, like, vignette beforehand of him sitting in prison and, like, the guard, Mysterio, up. And, like, putting him in <laughs> chains, putting him in the van. Also, shout out to that police van driver. That was some precision driving. Like, we need to Absolutely. get this guy into into Fast X. You know, like, this man can back up a van. Like, <laughs> right as during the vignette, um, our, our guest last week, Iad, he was, he was like, if they bring him out like Kane, I'm going to lose it. And they brought him out like yeah, Kane. Yeah, I was going to say, it's pretty close. <laughs> Yeah, I loved the entrance was just part of it, man. I loved the entrance. The the match itself was really good. Uh mm-hmm. like super solid. I was really interested the whole way through. Definitely not a backroom break bathroom break type match. Uh I loved when Ray hit him with the belt. That was hilarious. Great ad. Love that spot. Uh just as a whole, man. I loved the match. I'm glad to see Ray get the dub. Right, but uh, you know, still dope match. Yeah, only only in wrestling can you have eighty thousand people cheering for an adult man beating the shit out of his grown adult son. Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> like, but before before Dimitri put this in as his headline slash top of the mid, I had it as my one of my stocks rising as child abuse, and. <laughs> Like, the, like I, I really like where this is going, too. Like, Bad Bunny yep. on the Spanish commentary, snatching the chain out of Dom's hand on Raw After Mania, Bad Bunny getting choke slammed through the announce table. Like, we, we all know where this is going. Rey Mysterio and Bad Bunny in a tag team 
against Dom and Damian Priest at Backlash. And it's gonna go, it's gonna be so good. It's gonna be so good. Yeah, I'm here for it. I love uh, Bad Bunny's been elite every time he showed up. So uh, definitely excited to see Bad Bunny team up with Ray, if that is how it goes, which it looks like it's how it's going. And uh, yeah, love to see Dom in another match. I'm really excited about his character, actually. So I just I'm so happy that his character has done such a 180 for me because, like I said in the last pod, it was it was rough at the beginning. I was not a fan of uh, Face Dom, so definitely like this character a lot more. You just needed him to go to prison. And yep. uh, everyone, keep keep a lookout this weekend. It's Easter weekend. Is Dom going to to crash <laughs> the Mysterio Easter celebration? I'm going to guess yes. I hope so. I love those uh, Twitter videos. <laughs> uh, my headline um, is a little bit of higher stakes than child abuse, and it is the Tribal Chief reigning supreme again. All of you Cody lovers, cry more. Uh, the tribal chief is never losing. He's going to hit a thousand days. He's going to hit yeah. 2000 days. He's going to hit 3000 days. It's going to be WrestleMania 50 tribal chief still holding both belts. Like he can't be beat. He cannot be beat. And I think the wrestling world is better for it. Big agree. I, uh, I love Roman Reigns winning that match. Uh, I think, uh, I- I feel like we're in a minority because it feels like the the uh, internet wrestling community has been like <laughs> really pissed off about this. I'm okay with it. Seems cool to me. I like Roman winning. I like the extreme heat he's getting now. I love the extreme booze. And as somebody who really wasn't feeling Cody before, uh, the reason I wasn't feeling Cody before is because it felt like he was just like pushed down my throat and he was like the ultimate good guy that could do no wrong and it was like his destiny to win. I don't like that. I want to see my hero get some struggle. So I know there's a lot of people that think that's controversial. I like him losing and it made me like Cody more. And I think I'm more invested in Cody's character because he lost. Now I'd like to see him, you know, do a little winning, but you know, that's besides the point. How do you, you feel the same way? Uh, To a point. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with, with Roman here for a second. I mean, I I said this to you off Mike. I, I think, Triple H made a really good decision with Roman retaining because he was a heel champion, you know, using, you know, antics to to keep his belt solo interfering, the Usos interfering, sometimes Paul Heyman getting in the ring and begging for his life and interfering, you know, but at at its core, the tribal chief gimmick was so over that mm-hmm. yeah, he was a heel champ, but for a lot of these these matches, you know, Sami Zayn at the Elimination Chamber set aside, like, people wanted Roman to keep winning. They're like, Facts. yeah, he's he's the tribal chief. It, it, you're, you're, we were rooting for the heel. He came out last night on Raw, and it was nuclear. Like, and he's lapping it up. And Love he it. can go, <laughs> he, can, he can give this heel run even more now that the crowd's against him. You know, like for the last year, he goes into an arena. There, there will be some, you know, cheering, some scattered booze. As soon as he puts his hand out and he goes, Los Angeles, mm-hmm. acknowledge me. It's all straight cheer. There is no boo that you could hear. Last night, it was very 50-50. There was yeah. a lot of people in that arena that did not want to acknowledge their tribal chief. And as a heel champion approaching a thousand days, 
who just beat everybody's boy mm-hmm. with antics again. That's how it should be. That is Agreed. good storytelling. Like, what what do you do with Cody Rhodes if he wins last at, at Mania? What do you do with him? He just has the belts. Like, you can't you can't bring a, a heel up to face him because it's like he just got him. And what's it going to be? Like, what's the beef? There's nothing there. So the story, literally, like Triple H said in the press conference, you the story never ends in wrestling. You have to keep it going. The way to keep this story going, the bloodline story, Roman versus Cody, you know, Cody's uh, hero arc, you have to have more to dig into. The only way to do that is Roman Reigns winning, and he won. And it's the right decision, and I will stand by that 100%. Holy shit, you just put that into words like exactly what I was thinking but could never articulate. That was very well said. I've been pondering. I, <laughs> I agree with that entirely. I I love that take and yeah, no, I, I if if Cody did win like that's a great question. Where do you go from there? What is the story after that? And honestly, if Cody did win, I don't think it takes too long before like the crowd starts turning on him because like He's been so like pushed down people's throats if he wins the belt and then he's winning right after that. How long until people are sick of it? Just like uh, they were sick of Roman Reigns the first time they tried to push him down everybody's throat. Exactly. Exactly. You would you would end up in a situation where you have like when when Roman's getting booed and the rocks putting his hand up and he's looking at Roman like they booing me and he's like, nah, it's me. Don't worry about it. Like <laughs> you, you have to you have to build this further. I mean, I th- if we were going to make a one-year prediction, I think WrestleMania 40's main event is uh, Roman and Cody again. And right now, that's what it should be. Like, yeah. they, there might be some something at SummerSlam. There might be something, you know, down the road here. But, like, it's going. It, they're going to run it back, and it's going to be really good again. That match, you know, we, we didn't really talk about the match yet. That match was so good. It had everything. Yeah, like absolutely. The the false finishes, like I was screaming in my <laughs> living room. Like yeah, when when Cody hit the crossroads twice, I was like, I was like, oh shit! Like it's over. Like I like my life was flashing before my eyes, and <laughs> Roman kicked out. I I couldn't believe it. Like I it was sensational. Um, We'll, we'll we'll move here quickly to the stock stocks rising because you know Dimitri you, you wanted to talk about Cody Rhodes some more in this hero's arc you think he's going to go on so let's dive into that yeah kind of ties right into it so uh, like I said before I wasn't really big on Cody beforehand it just felt like he was really just pushed down our throats too quick now that is obviously changing here with the way you know WrestleMania went and the way. Raw went. We'll talk about that later. Raw was a different beast. But um, <laughs> I think it would be very smart of them to approach this kind of how we were speaking on, where Cody's just on this sort of uh, redemption arc where he finally hit the bottom of the bottom. I thought WrestleMania was the bottom of the bottom, but Raw might be the bottom of the bottom. <laughs> or maybe maybe there's going to be another bottom coming. I don't know. But he's going to have to hit the bottom of the bottom, climb his way out, and eventually, finally, win the title. And when he finally does that, I think it'll be a sweet moment. 
I'll be happy for it for the first time. I think that that would be incredible. And one thing I saw on Twitter that I thought was interesting is, I think it was a wrestler that tweeted this. It might have been Bubba Ray Dudley. Uh, he tweeted, if Dusty, Dusty Rhodes was booking that match, that WrestleMania match, how do you think he would have booked it? I would say he'd probably book it for Cody to lose in order to lose, experience some struggle, experience some hardship, you know, go through trials and tribulations and eventually come out on top of the hill, not just be have it, have it handed to him the first time he goes, goes in. So stocks rising for me, definitely Cody. Uh, He's always been a star. He's always, you know, had the fame and everything just personally for me. I like where this seems to be going, especially if it's a redemption arc. On, on top of that, I think we're finally going to see some actual personality out of Cody Rhodes as well. Like, it's just been the, the last year since he came back to WWE has been mostly him just being like, I'm back. You know my dad. He didn't win, but I'm here to win for my dad. You know, coming out at the start of Raw with a bunch of pyro, what do you want to talk about? I really wanted Roman when he came out last night to go, what do you want to talk about? That would have been hilarious. Mm. <laughs> uh, but, you know, like, I think we're finally going to see some personality out of him. I, I saw a video, I think Brandy posted it, actually, of him opening his bag in the locker room uh, at WrestleMania, and it was his Stardust outfit with a note <laughs> pinned to it that said, I hope it still fits. <laughs> that's funny and like that's like it's he clearly set it up whatever yep. like that's funny though like yeah i like that <laughs> like i want to see some personality out of this man and i think we're going to get to to see that i could definitely see in the coming weeks you know a, a lot of heels coming out to to face cody's kind of open challenge i'm guessing there's going to be because they're like yeah let's kick him while he's down mm-hmm. like i I can absolutely see him having to run through some heels to to build his way back up. Rightfully so. My first stock rising this week are the women's champs. Because, whoo boy, did they put on a show this past weekend. You know, we talked last week about there being basically no build for Mm -hmm. either match. And the build essentially being... You've got Bianca Belair and Asuka. They are two of the best in the industry at what they do. You know it's going to be a banger. And it was so good. (laughs) Like, that was a good match. Bianca retains, rightfully so, I think. Um, Asuka worked her ass off in that match. You know, when she went for the mist, Bianca, like, matrixed out of its way and, like, if that hits, it's it's done. Like that was another one that really had me on the edge of my seat the whole time. Uh, Charlotte and Rhea. I mean, I think it, it's like the Michael Jordan meme. They found out they weren't the main event, and they went and I took that personal. Like, yep, <laughs> they blew the roof off that building. I, I keep like replaying charlotte's ddt on Rhea in my head where Rhea was fully straight up and down mm-hmm. uh charlotte catching a german suplex on the bridge of her nose like her face caught oh german. yeah that was insane holy yeah. shit <laughs> like 
they weren't they weren't just taking bumps. They were taking bumps. Mm-hmm. Like it both of those matches were excellent, you know, exactly what you want out of a championship match. And I think both I think both women who walked out of there with the belts deserved it massively. Charlotte's reportedly taking some time off. She's doing some bodybuilding competitions this summer, allegedly. Um, Asuka's being cryptic on Twitter. I know, Dimitri, you think it's just Asuka being cryptic. Um, But she is 0-5 now at WrestleMania. That needs to get corrected. Um, But again, like, it's good booking. It's good storytelling. You know, I, I think that they really made up for the lack of build with both of these. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Last week, uh, my stock falling was actually Charlotte because of the build to the match and everything just kind of felt bleh and mishandled. But as much as their storylines were mishandled, both um, both women's matches, uh, I got to say that both matches definitely exceeded expectations like by a long shot. Uh, I loved entirely loved both matches i love all the performers in both matches so i mean it was just fire the whole way through i don't really have much else to say other than i really enjoyed both matches and you know i got no complaints i just wish the i still wish the build-up would have been better so that you know they would have had that storyline to come and match it but i think that uh Rhea actually you know winning the belt was definitely the right decision um, Rhea's like on fire everywhere. Every time you see mm-hmm. Rhea on TV, it's like, there she is. Like, you know exactly where she's at because she just, something about Rhea, you just like are drawn to where Rhea's on TV, whatever she's doing. Like, I noticed that I'm always just like, what's she doing? <laughs> she definitely commands your attention in a way yeah. that, you know, other stars don't. You know, like, mm-hmm. J- Judgment Day is a faction of four people. And who's the focal point? It's Rhea Ripley. Always. For- for for the right reasons too i mean she's the head of that faction like no questions it is hers it's mommy's like she is in charge (laughs) they're all there to do her bidding and not the other way around she's not the 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 token women's wrestler in that faction to go have women's matches under the faction's name she's in charge she's she's special yeah no she's absolutely special i think Rhea is a special talent I'm glad she finally got the belt. I'm glad to see all the progression with her character after watching um oh what was that the um did she she had a match against uh Charlotte at Mania a couple years ago in Florida? It was maybe? for the it was for the NXT uh women's title. Oh, right. Okay. I remember watching that and just to see where her character has come from that point to now. I mean, it's just a a testament to how much work she puts in. And I didn't even mention the other match yet, but I love, as you know, I love Oscar. I love Oscar. Mm-hmm. Big Oscar fan. Always an Oscar mm-hmm. fan. And I think that Oscar uh, and Bianca just put on a hell of a ma- hell of a match. Um, Bianca is like one of my favorite faces in the company. Everything just kind of clicks. She's really good on the mic. Um, her ring work is great. She's really fast and athletic. Like I-, I see nothing to complain about. Even her theme music. Every time her theme music comes on. Man, I'm up there singing like I, that's a jam. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I love it all. The whole presentation, the whole package. She is a great face, and I'm really excited to see her versus Rhea in the future. Yeah, that's a great point. I was I was actually a little surprised by that showdown. You know, um, it 
it used to be at what Survivor Series where they used to have the the champions of each brand face off. I believe. I think so. Yeah. And I mean, they they didn't do that this time because it was war games. Mm. But I could definitely see something like that coming back down the pike. I mean, could it be SummerSlam? Could could it be? Um, you know, WrestleMania next year. I, I hope they don't do what they've done with the the men's world titles and combine them into you know one title. Because I mean, honestly, I think the women's division at WWE is so stacked that they need like a mid card belt, like AEW has the yeah. TBS Championship. Like, I think they need something like that. That is a you know a belt that should be taken seriously in the mid card because there are so many excellent performers that they deserve to have some gold around their waist. Um, if they face off in the near future, it's going to be really good. Like that is a powerhouse match. Absolutely. Um, what is your next stock rising? Uh, oh, I got my boy Snoop D O double G. That was crazy. All right. I just gotta, I just gotta paint this picture for you. All right. So I'm watching WrestleMania. Uh, I'm quite a few drinks down. Me and the wife are drinking tequila with orange juice. Um, I'm having a grand old time. Shane McMahon's music hits. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I'm just hit with a wave of confusion, but also like excitement. Cause I'm like, cool, Shane. I like Shane. It's cool to see him back. But like, why? Um, <laughs> that was my initial reaction. Um, and then it just progressively got weirder when I found out that Shane was going to be having this match. And then like, we all know what happens a few match a few seconds into the match shane goes down with what was, was a hamstring injury is that what it was he tore, he tore his quad he tore his quad yes oh my god he pulled a vince he pulled yeah. a vince oh my god like father like son that's crazy all right so he tore his quad and yo when he tore his quad immediately i'm like was that was that was that real? Was that fake? Was that planned? Was it not? And then uh, Janie and I are sitting and talking about it, and I'm like, "All right, typically when it's a worked injury, they'll like show them on the camera, right? They'll show them in pain, yep. uh, and you know, I'll see I'll see them like you know reaching at it, you know, like ah, it hurts so bad. I did not see them cut to Shane, so immediately dude. I was like, dude." He actually got <laughs> hurt. That is crazy. Fast forward a little bit longer. We got Snoop, uh, who apparently ad-libs with the help of the referee. I don't know if this was like a planned segment later in the match or what, but uh, he hits Miz with that uh, that punch to the face, and then he hits the worst people's elbow that we've ever seen. But it was also amazing. It was just so well done. I can't believe he pulled it off. I was going to say arguably the best people's elbow yeah. we've ever seen. <laughs> like, I, I can't believe that they, they managed to ad-lib that. Snoop came in, complete professional. I saw Corey Graves asked if we could uh, put him in the Hall of Fame twice just for that performance. <laughs> I'm here for it, yo. Put him in the Hall of Fame twice because he saved the segment. It Like, what was a disaster turned out to be a highlight something that was really funny something that i can talk about something that is definitely a memory from that mess wrestlemania and i just gotta say shout out to snoop dog and shout out to jessica carr the referee for mm -hmm. you know 
calling like hey hit him with the people's elbow like yeah. going into into her you know little memory bank and saying all right what move could i call out to this guy to hit and he's gonna know what to do yep. and she went people's elbow he, he can do a people's elbow like <laughs> massive shout out to jessica carr for for helping save that segment uh staying on snoop dog he also drove ray mysterio out to the ring in there in ray's match in the low rider and he was asked about about it afterwards and said, quote, I only drive real G's. So, Hell yeah. <laughs> Snoop Dogg, I think he had a blast this weekend. He got his gold title back. He he was really having a great time and it was it was really fun to see him. Definitely was. My second stock rising uh, is Canadians, specifically Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, uh, who are our new undisputed tag team champions defeating the yeah. Usos at the end of night one. And that match was a bundle of CTE. Like <laughs> the Usos were super kicking the shit out of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Like Sami Zayn looked dead for half the match. Yeah. And then the, 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 the very ending with hitting Kevin gets back. Hits Jay with a stunner. Sammy, one haluva kick. Racks him up again. Two haluva kicks. Holds that man up by his beard. Puts his head to his head and said, you did this. Pushes him back against uh, the turnbuckles again. Haluva kick number three. One, two, three, new champions. And I I was emotional. Like, that's, I was a wait, little wait, wait. emotional. He said, that's what he said in his ear? From what I've seen on Twitter of the the people who allegedly can rip, lip read, yeah, that's what he said. But that's sick. You know, take if it with so, a that's badass. That's badass. <laughs> like I, the run that Sami Zayn has been on over the last year, and then KO's story along with it. Like, oh, it's so good. It's so beautiful. It's. I think this is in the greater bloodline picture, I think it's a good moment. And it, you know, last night on raw Romans ducking his cousins. He sends Paul Heyman out. Oh, just go. You just go to the jet. We've got seafood galore. There's crab. There's this, there's that, you know, enjoy yourselves. You're not needed here tonight. Usos walk off. Paul opens the door. I dealt with it. My tribal chief. What? It Sammy was right. Sammy was right. He was right all along. Yeah, Sammy was right the whole damn time. And you know what? At one point, Jay was right a long time ago when he called all this stuff in the beginning. And I still need Jay to come out of a shell and quit being a hoe. Okay? Side with my boy Sammy. Come on, man. (laughs) He's not being a hoe. Come on, He's man. He's being manipulated by his cousin. Uh, yeah, okay. I guess that is the politically correct way to say he's being a hoe. He's <laughs> being a hoe, Jay. Quit it. Knock it off. Side with my boy Sammy. But yeah, I had, I had a lot of fun with that match. It was so good. That was, again, like, like the main event on night two. I was on the edge of my seat. I was yeah. like, uh. Like, I was so worried the whole time. Like, I I wanted Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to get it. I, their story deserved it. You know, 
Sammy got laid up in front of his wife in his hometown, his friends, his children were crying. You know, Kevin Owens came out and, you know, said, yeah, all right, I'll help you out. We'll, we'll, we'll take care of this. And it's, it's the right, it was the right call. It, it's all good. Whew. All right. Stock's falling. <laughs> Dimitri, what do you got? All right. You know, I got a couple things here. First thing I just want to add is uh, my patience is dwindling. I'm a little, I'm a little salty that they, uh, that they had my boy LA Knight saying that WrestleMania is going to get an LA Knight moment. And I was looking forward to it all week. WrestleMania came and went. I have not gotten an LA Knight moment. I don't even know where LA Knight was. All I saw on the internet is that there was a potential segment with Bobby Lashley that got scrapped. I don't know why it got scrapped. I wish that they would have at least given him like a segment. That man is like over the fucking moon. The crowd mm-hmm. loves LA Knight. I would have loved yeah. for him to just even come out and go, yeah, shut up, yeah. I'm talking. <laughs> I would have loved one of those, man. WrestleMania, that would have been crazy. That crowd would have ate it up, but I didn't get any of it. So um, my stock isn't falling for LA Knight. My stock is falling for whoever made the dumbass decision to leave LA Knight off of WrestleMania. I'm tight about it. Sticking with LA Knight, I mean, he's going to get a WrestleMania moment at some point. He is very over. Like, again, I said this last week. I'm looking forward to Friday. What will we cooking up for LA night? What are we cooking up? Like, let's get let's get this man out. Let's get the crowd pumped for him. I mean, may, maybe you know WrestleMania next year's in Philly. Maybe he's gonna rebrand as Philly night. He's just gonna start getting violent. <laughs> he's gonna be belligerent. You know, we Philly who night knows. He's <laughs> gonna start saying John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit, that'd be great. He could do it. He could do it too. Just change his gear to Kelly Green. We're rocking. He absolutely could. I I believe him. L.A. Knight could do it if he could do. Uh, what what the fuck was his name in um, in Maximum Male Models? Max Dupree. Name? Max Dupree. If he can do that, he did it. Like he did it good. We we didn't like the character, but he did it well. He's good at he's good at he's good at doing what he does. So he could do anything. But my boy L.A. Knight deserved to be on that card, and he's not. I'm still mad about it. Uh, my first stock falling is unfortunately damage control. They took an L at WrestleMania. The you know Dakota Kai and Io Sky took the L on Raw after Mania, and it seems like this faction is crumbling. It does, and it might be the right time for them to go their separate ways. Have you seen the Bailey stuff? I've seen a little bit of it. I think you you might know more. Do you want to elaborate? Uh, yeah. So here's where, it, before I start, I'm going to just preface it with this. We don't really know anything, if anything's going on. It's all just internet speculation. So there's that. Um, essentially, what I've seen is just rumored that Bailey wants to leave or Bailey is leaving. Uh, I think it may have to do with the Vince McMahon stuff. If it is true. Uh, I've heard that. Uh, I've also seen today on Twitter, um, Dakota Kai sent out a tweet that was like, I love you, Bailey. And then um, somebody else had tweeted another wrestler tweeted like Bailey is the best. And you know, those are nice compliments in themselves. And I agree. I love Bailey. 
and I think Bailey is the best. But to just like randomly say those makes you think a little bit. You're like, hmm, what could be going on here? Um, I don't know if anything's going on. Uh, personally, I'm I'm kind of like on the wait and see boat. I don't want to want to like freak out and like overreact and have it be nothing because I feel like the internet wrestling community has been freaking out for uh, the past like whole day about anything related to Vince McMahon. <laughs> Uh, and it's kind of similar to me as like whenever we thought that uh, Saudi was going to buy WWE and all these outlets were like reporting fake news and it was just like freaking out, freaking out, freaking out. And then nothing happened. So I'm just going to wait and see. Yeah. Bailey also tweeted and quote, and sometimes the most romantic love story comes to an end. Yes. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful was saying that he had heard from some talent not named there are no names that were mentioned in in uh his reporting that they would be asking for their release if vince was back um he has clarified that further saying i've not heard anything specifically about bailey but just that there are talent that's unhappy Hmm. we'll we'll have to wait and see my theory on it was that bailey might be moving over to smackdown to take a run at Rhea. Um, kind of leading to the next couple of pay-per-views, premium live events, sorry. They, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's not working for Bailey specifically on Raw. Um, yeah. The, the women's tag division kind of moves between the brands, so it doesn't really matter where Dakota Kai and Io Sky are at right now. Um, so they can follow her to SmackDown if that is the case. But I I just think, you know, we, we're, we're on, you know, a a good time frame for this faction it hasn't really gone anywhere in terms of wins they were strong out the gate but they haven't won anything yeah at uh, this point the, the tag belts for a little bit but it you know the women's tag divisions non-existent basically yeah i'd say at this point uh they kind of just lost all um sense of being a threat like yeah. you, you see somebody fighting them and you're like you're not thinking they're going to lose you think you think damage control is just going to take an l quick move on that's kind of like what's happened and what is happened so like uh, i don't i think it's time pull the plug and and on top of that i mean like shout out to dakota kai and eos guy because like they're great like they i love them it's insane to me that dakota kai was released like that yeah. is bananas i love like, dakota i'm kai. not an nxt <laughs> i'm not an nxt watcher like if i'm if i've got free time on a tuesday and you know, I've got really nothing to do. I'll watch NXT because, you know, I can't get enough content. But, like, I, I Dakota, I was not familiar with your game. Like, since <laughs> she's been on the main roster, like, whoo! Like, she sells like no one else, too. Yep. Like, she's she's very good. EO Sky, literally, her being in the sky is amazing. She she's incredible. She can hit anything. Uh, and I mean, she had that one moment where she did the, uh, backflip off the top rope, mm-hmm. um, on raw last night. Like, oh my God. <laughs> like, she's so good. Like, so if, if damage control does break up, you know, Dakota and EO can stick together and like, they will still make a good tag team. They're good singles competitors as well. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's going to be fine, but it might just be time for the, this faction to dissipate. I agree. And you know what? I, I want to add uh, one more stocks falling here. I got one. Uh, 
my boy Theory, going in, I was excited to see how he would fare against Cena. And I liked how they were building his character. I didn't still love his character, but I just liked kind of like that it was going a little bit differently. And it felt like he was just like, you know, kind of like an egotistical guy who thought the best of himself. And like I said, reminded me of early Chris Jericho. I don't, I wouldn't say it was uh, a good match by any means. Would you say it was was a good match? It was the worst match match of the weekend. (laughs) It was the absolute worst match of the weekend. Spare I was no so words. excited for it. Because I've, I've not gotten to see a lot of, like, John Cena live. You know, I've seen a lot of, like, old matches. And, like, yeah. okay, yeah. That match was so bad. Yeah, like, it wasn't. I, like, I'm a John Cena stand man. So, I'm just happy to see him there. Like, he, he's in the ring. I'm happy to see it. But, ugh, match was, ugh. It was a rough watch. It was the worst. It was the worst one of the week of the weekend. Was there it any felt match like, worse than that this weekend? No, uh, exactly. <laughs> it felt like uh, it felt like most of the time Theory was playing to the crowd because Cena was like tired, gassed, whatever. And I get it. You know, man's old and probably not in the same shape. He's definitely not in ring shape, and he's just coming there to you know give us give us fans a little treat. And again, I thank him for that. Mm-hmm. I respect it. He does it more than The Rock, and I appreciate that as a wrestling fan for him to come back and give us a little something, even when he's not at his best, but match did not do Austin theory, any favors. Not only that, but raw after mania. And he came out, what he came out to Ray Mysterio Ray. to talk shit. Yeah. It just felt like more of the same. I was excited for him to like plateau and hit some peak and then like kind of evolve. It doesn't feel like anything happened. It just kind of feels like the same theory. Uh, and it's kind of boring, and I really want him to have like a more of a personality, I guess. I don't think he's great the, on the mic. <laughs> the promo he cut with Ray there was so disjointed, it didn't uh-huh. make any sense. Like The whole time he was talking, I was like, I, I was watching this like, what are you saying here? Like, what are you even, I, like, I was confused at like, what was the point? Yeah, felt pointless. Uh, felt pointless. <laughs> like his mat is is W against Cena. It doesn't really. I thought it was going to mean something. And fast forward, it doesn't feel like it meant anything. So, yeah, stocks down on theory, man. I was excited to see where it went, but I am very much less excited now. <laughs> uh, my my second stock falling, um, and I didn't really know where to put this in the show. So we're just going to put it here because it's definitely a stock falling. Works for me. Mergers and acquisitions. So the news of the week, the big news of the week, WWE is merging with Endeavor Group Holdings to create a $21.4 billion company. Um, Endeavor Group is the uh, holding company that bought UFC um, in 2012 or 2016. Um, Structurally, Vince is back as the executive chairman on the WWE side, Nick Khan is going to be the president of the WWE side of the company. Triple H is allegedly still the chief creative officer, but if last night's Raw was anything to go by, Vince is back and it sucks. Um, Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful was also reporting through the night that script script changes were all over the place and talent were pissed. Um, a- apparently, Triple H started the night with a headset in the gorilla position, you know, getting people going. And by the middle of the show, 
he was just sitting at the production table because Ugh. it was completely out of his hands. Um, Seth Rollins, during his segment, during the commercial break, after he walked out, a producer came up and told him his promo was scrapped, say hi to the crowd while they're in commercial, and get out. So script changes were happening not just mid-show but mid-segment, which I think really kind of tells you all you need to know about how that show went because it was so disjointed. It felt like no one knew what they were supposed to be doing. Yep. Great way to put it. I'm disgusted. I'm annoyed. Uh, I hope that it's like I try to stay optimistic, right? I hope that this is just like a Vince is in town. Mania just happened. He's going to come in, do his little thing, you know, play with his little toys and then go home. And then <laughs> maybe on Friday, Triple H is back in charge. That's that's what I would like to see. But what I'm scared of is that this continues uh, because we had such a good year with Triple H in charge. Mm-hmm. I've I've been watching wrestling for a long ass fucking time. Uh, and I watch it when it's bad. I watch it when it's good. I watch it when it's mediocre. I just watch it regardless. It's just been so nice as a wrestling fan to not feel like it's a chore to watch the show. Cause I always just watched it because I like the wrestlers. I like the people there and I have connections with like, you know, I, I feel like emotionally invested to some of the wrestlers there, but like when Vince is in charge and things are just happening because wrestling uh it sucks ass and i definitely don't want it to go back to that i'm scared and sad (laughs) yeah i i saw um i think it was in an article from uh cagesideseats.com about this as well where when when vince had tried to step away a few years ago he had said a similar thing that he said on you know earlier this week where he was like, ah, oh, I, I can't get into the weeds anymore. I'm going to be a big picture guy, but I can't get into the weeds. And within six months, he was back fully in charge of creative. Ugh. So I, I really hope that it doesn't end up that way. I, I, unfortunately, Vince McMahon seems like the kind of guy who can't take a hint. He seems like the kind of guy who thinks he knows best, even when he doesn't like it, it's, it's so strange to me that, if he had watched the last year of SmackDown and Raw and the pay-per-views and eliminating some of the stupid shit that we didn't need, like day one, you know, like we, it's been good. It's It hasn't mm-hmm. been perfect, but it's been really good. Like WWE has been a much more compelling watch since Triple H took over creative. And like props to him for, you know, doing it like he's he's been really good at this job and i I hope that vince can maybe see the light and let him do his job hope so um all right stuff we haven't covered yet we'll kind of breeze through these real quick the uh intercontinental championship gunta big man mcintyre yeah and (laughs) sheamus and boy were they meaty men slapping meat oh my god god <laughs> like they they said oh yeah gunther you're known for your chops we're gonna chop you to shit dog like <laughs> bro his chest i was looking at his chest and i felt pain in my chest that's that's what his chest looked like god dang 
and then there was the point when when Sheamus hooked Gunther on the inside of the ring ropes to do his ten beats of the Bowery. Oh, uh, yep. And I was like, when he was setting it up, I was like, he's doing that backwards. <laughs> and it went, and they were just going back and forth with him and Drew hitting that man. Like, he looked in pain. <laughs> Probably was, yo. That, that looks really painful every time. Yeah, I mean, like, when I was watching that one, I, I had said to the people I was watching with, I was like, I was like, these chops, they're really, like, hitting louder than normal. Like, do you think they've got, like, some, like, a little mic in their gear tonight? And and Ead <laughs> was like, nah, like, they're just hitting the shit out of each other right now. Hard as fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Dr- Drew and Seamus posted a picture backstage afterwards where, like, they were laying out, they, they were just laid out on a ramp, like, exhausted from that match like they they worked their asses off i thought that was a really good match it was really fun gunther Mm. retained and you know rightfully so like he he could easily be in a main event picture absolutely uh and i don't remember exactly how the match ended it was a few drinks down but i do remember being really hyped because gunther did something badass to end it but i don't remember exactly what it was do you remember how it ended? Um, I, I don't remember the ending. Uh, <laughs> I just know it was really good. Gunther like kicked ass. He did hit some sequence of I moves, he, and I, I was think like, he jumped off like, I think he went off like the middle rope or something. Like he went through the air, and I was like, you don't do that. <laughs> yeah, that was like that was just a good ass match, man. Uh, the wife is not a fan of that one. She, I was explaining how much I like the big meaty men slapping meat. You know, fucking slapping titters all over the match all over the ring and she don't like that uh she says it's it's kind of boring for her she likes the flippity flip guys like ricochet but (laughs) ah so so uh you you were you were being the braun Strowman of the of the living room being like actually flippity flopping (laughs) is bad yeah no flippity flop big man (laughs) big man all day baby yeah it was i that it was really good um, oh, he uh, Gunther uh, ended the match by picking up Sheamus into a power bomb and power bombed him onto Drew's back, ah, and then yes. got the cover uh, to to finish. Yeah, that was badassery. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, okay, uh, women's trios match: uh, Becky, Lita, and Trish Stratus. Uh, they took the dub against Damage Control. Um, as expected, the little the, the little like comic vignette they did for Becky, Lita, and Trish leading into that was pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, doing that black and white, they 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 had already paid for the carrying cross effect, and he wasn't there, so they, <laughs> they needed to, to use it in some capacity. Got to utilize um, that. And I, I thought it was also cool. Trish Stratus, um, her ring gear was uh, was inspired by uh, I think. An appearance from either herself or somebody else in WrestleMania 20, um, oh. and the the hat was something she added to it. wasn't feeling the hat, but the rest of it was pretty good. Um, Becky and Lita were in you know matching you know orange and black going on. Um, it, it was fine. I, I I definitely tuned out a little bit during that match because I kind of just knew where it was going with yeah Becky, Lita, and Trish winning. So yeah. You know, I, I yeah, I'd agree with that. That I knew where I was going. It was cool for me to see the legends, but the match was uh, fine with good moments. I would say it was really cool to see um, you know Eos guy do that flippity flop off the top ropes. 
Yeah. It was dope. Uh, yeah, fine fine match, good moments. I liked it. And, and not surprising that Becky, Lita, and Trish won. Um, yeah. I have seen some I've seen some rumors on the on the interweb about uh, Trish possibly turning heel sometime mm. soon. Um, kind of turning against probably Becky to try to go on a little tag run with, with Lita. So we'll see. Um, that could be interesting. So more to come there. Uh, Becky and Lita will be in a tag team championship match next week on Raw against Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Um, speaking of Raquel and Liv, they had that fatal four-way showcase against Shotzi, Shotzi and Natalia, Ronda Rousey, and Shayna Baszler, and Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. I actually had a lot of fun with this match until it ended because the ending blew. Yeah. Oh but my like, god. <laughs> even with like Samantha Irvin, like I, also shout out to Samantha Irvin, goat all weekend, love her, Absolutely. she's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she was doing the ring announcement for Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville, she went Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville, like she she like <laughs> gave it the the Karen effect on the Chelsea Green call, like. They they were really good too as a tag team. I, I would I would really like to see them continue on together. Shotzi and Natalia, no tank, so no tank. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I guess not. No tank, man. Uh, come on. I heard it tank. was there, but they just didn't use it. I don't know. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then like fucking Ronda Rousey, <sighs> like that's <sighs> all you got to say is. <sighs> Damn it! For the, what does the she match even was do? So she came in and hit a fucking arm bar and got, right. got whoever it was to tap. Like, come on! <laughs> yeah, no, and that's like, frustrating. And, and clearly, like this match had no stakes. There was yep. nothing important for it because what happened on the Raw after Mania? Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan were out there for the number one contenders match against Damage yep. Control. Like, give this match some stake. Like. If you're just having Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler be there and be in that match so that Ronda can get a fucking arm bar and win, <laughs> no, cut them. Put two people in there that actually can use some work to get over and right. you know help the, help them move up the card. Ronda Rousey doesn't need anything. No one likes her. No one that watches wrestling likes her. Couldn't have like, said it better, I, my friend. I, I, I feel a little bad for Shayna Baszler because, like, I think she's been really good. And I like Shayna Baszler. Yeah. She's paired with Ronda Rousey, and I think it's damaging to her. Like, Liv and Raquel have been a good tag team as well. I like that Raquel switched up her gear to match up with Liv. Like, I thought that was a nice, uh, a nice moment um, for them. Uh, Shotzi and Natalia. Natalia made a, a, a taking care of business. Um, tank helmet, even though they didn't have the tank, but hers had little cat ears on it instead of devil oh, horns. That's cute. <laughs> yeah, so I, I like that. Good for Natty. Also, she has another Guinness World Record for most uh, matches at WrestleMania um, for a woman. So oh. she'll be bragging about that sometime soon. <laughs> um, yeah, like the match was fun. Ronda Rousey ruined it. What a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Brock Lesnar and Omos. Um, I definitely thought this was a like, oh yeah, this is starting off so Brock can get on a plane and get out of here. <laughs> he doesn't want to be here. Um, Damn right. I was proved wrong after he showed up <laughs> on Raw last night. Um, 
Yeah, uh, it's kind of what you expected. That was, it was, it was, you know, I'll give Janie some credit there. That's, that's when meaty men slapping meat doesn't work. Yeah, no, it was just, uh, you know, one of those matches, you know, quick in and out, like you said. Uh, It was just quick, you know, we got what we got. I was surprised when it started. Yo, Brock was selling his ass off to start. (laughs) Brock was selling, selling. Like, he was flopping around. He was it's like, damn, yo, Brock's feeling some pain. I, you don't see Brock sell like that very often. So I will say that. That was that was interesting to see Brock sell like that. He must have some respect for uh, Amos. But, uh, yeah, no. Kind of uh, what you expect in that match, other than Brock selling. That was surprising. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Brock hit Omos with the F5 to win. <clears throat> um, he... I, I, it was interesting because, like, you don't see Brock be the, the smaller dude. In, yeah, it looked in funny anything. to be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he he took out that feeling small feeling on Cody Rhodes last night. So props <laughs> to him. Uh, okay, Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. Uh, Logan Paul, he can go. We talked about it last week. Like the man yep. can do the wrestling. Uh, KSI popping up in the prime bottle. That was funny. KSI getting put through the table in the prime bottle outfit. Funnier. Yep. Uh, Seth Rollins got his revenge, hit Logan Paul with a big-ass stomp, bing-bang bosh. Bing-bang bosh? <laughs> what is bing-bang bosh? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but what is bing-bang bosh? <laughs> I've never heard that before. What is that? <laughs> um, Tell me what that means. <laughs> so, uh, funny funny enough, um, my, my wife and I have been watching Law & Order SVU, and in season 10, there is a crime scene guy who, whenever he finds stuff, he's so annoying. And he'll go, bing, bang, bosh, there's the crime. <laughs> like, something like that. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> which which leads to, like, him going down a deep, dark rabbit hole later in the season. So if you, if spoilers to uh, a, a season of television that's 13 <laughs> years old. But he, <laughs> he uh, ends up uh, killing somebody to frame a guy that got off because he messed up the evidence. But anyway, he says bing, bang, bosh all the time. And so it's been stuck in my head. <laughs> I uh, fuck with it. <laughs> uh, do you have any other thoughts on Seth Rollins and Logan Paul? Uh, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. You know, Logan Paul's good at what he does. But, you know, get him out of here. <laughs> Give my boy Apparently, Seth some real competition. Yeah, Seth, Seth Rollins is a great person to put in that match though because he's mm-hmm. gonna he's gonna do the job. He did the build really well too. Uh, Logan Paul's contract is reportedly up with WWE. They're gonna renew Seth it. Seth Rollins, huh? I said they're gonna renew it. Spoiler alert: I think they'll renew it. Why would they not? Oh, I mean, it, they'd be dumb not to. It just depends yeah. on if he if he wants to keep going. Facts. Seth Rollins said in an interview after WrestleMania, he was like, yeah, I did not like working with him, but he's good, so we should probably keep him around. Um, <laughs> Seth Rollins was throwing shots at everyone all weekend, actually. He was, uh, man. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was going after people. Uh, Fatal 4-Way Showcase, the men's side, Street Profits, Alpha Academy. Thank, Thank you! <laughs> the Viking Raiders and uh, Ricochet, Braun Strowman, a.k.a. Big Bald, Little Bald, a.k.a. Too Bald, Too Furious. Uh, again, really fun match. Like, those guys came out and they were like, yeah, we're, we're in a bad slot. Yeah, no one, no one cares about this. Yeah, we're going to do some crazy shit. Yeah, that was, like, uh, really fucking surprising for me. Uh, I went into this match like, yeah. Maybe a bathroom break. Uh, but 
it ended up being really entertaining. Uh, you know, I love the Street Profits and I love the Alpha Academy, so that helps. But just in general, just a really entertaining match. Spots everywhere, moves everywhere, things happening left and right. It was just entertainment, pure entertainment. I I dug it. Braun Strowman jumped off the top rope for a, for a frog splash. Yeah, like, what the fuck? <laughs> he's been hanging out with Ricochet too long. Yeah. Uh, there was also the the move where they had all the big guys up on the like the top rope and then other big guys came and grabbed them and then they did like a a superplex where ricochet jumped off the ring post to knock it over um i saw someone on twitter was like oh my god i've never seen it live but called it like a mega bomb superplex or something and i was like seems like we're making it up at this point but yeah it was that was fucking crazy um I, I wish I wish Ead was here this week to uh, to answer for his his shade on Angelo Dawkins because that man showed out. He he does not need to get a CDL. He does not need to learn a trade. He does not need to find a job because that man stopped the Strowman Express like at full tilt. He just threw his shoulder in the in the man and put him down. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, my man Angelo is here to stay. My man Angelo, don't mess around. Okay, so don't disrespect. Angelo Dawkins like that, please and thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, la- last match, last one. Hell in a Cell, Brood Edge and the Demon Finn Balor. Uh, it was fine. Um, I think it would have been a lot cooler if it had been dark by the time this match was starting, because their mm-hmm. entrances would have been would have been neat. Uh, Edge came out of the floor. Uh, he had a big sparkly mask on. That was kind of cool. It was metal uh, as fuck. It really was. <laughs> yeah, had had some some devil wings. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Finn Balor was in his whole fucking makeup. And shorts. yeah, we're, we're, you're not a fan of that either, right? No. Yeah, I'm no, I, I'm not a fan of it. It just seems weird to me. Forced. I don't know. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they had a, then they had like matching weapons for like each guy's gear. <laughs> oh my God. It. You noticed that too. I immediately yeah. said to Janie, I was like, Oh, how cute. They painted the weapons for them. So it looks yeah. nice. <laughs> I was like, sure. Yeah. That, that, there's Vince creative's influence. He went, you're taking away my red cage. Well, you better paint some chairs red. Yeah. That you was know, hilarious. Like, he, <laughs> he, it was, I was very surprised when a purple kendo stick came out. Dude, when the table came out, I initially thought it wasn't painted. I was like, oh, thank goodness they didn't paint the table. And then I took a closer look, and I'm like, oh, it's fucking purple. purple. Yep. <laughs> it's fucking purple. Wow. Um, Edge also trapping Finn Balor with the kendo sticks in the corner. Smart move. I've, yep. I've never seen that before. That was, uh, you know, using everything as a weapon. Mm-hmm. Um. One thing I thought was fucking dumb, though, is they put a platform in the Hell in a Cell just so you can have, like, a jump spot. Yeah, I thought that was cell. funny. I was like, what the Climb hell? Up Why? there and what jump off the there? cage, dog. Look, what are you, look, what are we doing? <laughs> you know, uh, so we didn't even mention uh, Baller getting busted open like he did. Uh, oh, did you see the pictures on Twitter of the cut? No, I haven't. You um, gotta look at the pictures, dude. It's a it's a gash. Like it's big. Oh boy. And I, I, I felt sort of bad because like during the match, I was like, as soon as he got busted open and he got medical attention, I was like, No! Let him bleed! Let him bleed. 
was, yeah, I thought right? it would like, look cool. John, John Moxley was watching that, rolling his goddamn eyes. He's like, yeah. he's like, we would have painted the ring red in AEW. Like they, they do that on a Wednesday. Like this was a pay per view. This really was the funny. biggest pay per view. <laughs> They're in Hell in a Cell, you know, putting each other through hell through the worst possible scenario with medical attention in case they get hurt too bad. It's just a funny. Oh my god! You see the cut? Are you looking at the cut? Holy shit! Yeah, it's way worse than I thought. Okay. Uh, so like, after seeing it, I'm like, some medical attention. Yeah, Holy after fuck. seeing it, I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably should have got medical attention. That's probably a good move. And props to him for finishing the match. That like, that's a so deep appara- gash. apparently when they were when the when the cameras were on edge, like pulling out more weapons. Um, the doctors came in, they gave him a numbing injection into his head and mm. then did like a quick staple, like to, to patch it up so he could get through the end of it. <laughs> um, like think like at the end of John wick one, where he's in the vet office and he's going kush, 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 to patch up his stab wound. Like that's what they did to, to Finn Balor. That sounds like a good visual if I watch John wick, but I'm going to believe you there. You haven't seen John wick. Nope. <laughs> none of them <laughs> why that just never has come up you have a you have peacock they're yeah, all there of- <laughs> maybe i'll watch john wick wow <laughs> on that on that bombshell thank you everyone for listening you can follow us on twitter at let me pod to you you can follow dimitri at just dimitri and you can find me if you want at we hate jacob hate uh, that's hate with an eight. Uh, please give us a review on your chosen podcast platform. We are on all of them. Uh, next week, we'll definitely have a little bit of AEW to make up for all this WWE nonsense the last two weeks. <laughs> hopefully, more information on what is going on at WWE behind the scenes. Uh, hopefully, that means less Vince. Um, Dimitri, any final thoughts on WrestleMania and Raw After Mania? No final thoughts. I just want to thank everybody for listening. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And on that, have a great week, everybody. We will see you all next week.